Welcome to the New Hope Roanoke podcast that follows our live weekend teachings. We are a church bringing hope to the Roanoke Valley. So please take a moment to subscribe or follow this podcast at the end of the message. And for more information, go to newhoperoanoke.com.
Welcome to New Hope Online. We're so glad that you've joined us for worship this morning. If this is your first time joining us, we would love to connect with you. Simply click the Connect Here link available in the chat. In our service today, you can expect a sermon from our lead pastor, Seth Bryant, as well as a time of worship, a time for communion, and a time to give. The giving link will be available in the chat below, as well as a link for kids and students resources. Today's service is going to be so great, and we can't wait to see how God moves in and throughout this service. Welcome to New Hope Online. Good morning, New Hope. So glad to be with you this morning. Welcome to Online Church. Now, we are so excited that next week on May the 31st, we get to be together on campus again at one of our three services at 9 o'clock, 1015, or 1130. Now, don't worry. We will also be providing online services as well, and we can't wait to see everybody back on campus just as soon as possible. Now, we want to let you know that just this past week, we had the opportunity to celebrate as Mike Patria gave his life to Jesus through baptism for the very first time. And that sort of ministry that has been taking place all throughout this season is because of your faithful generosity and tithing that has happened. And we are so thankful for the way you have been faithful to giving to the ministry of New Hope and the Kingdom of God. Now, this is Memorial Day weekend, and we want to say thank you to those who were willing to give the ultimate sacrifice and service to our country. So we would ask this morning if you would bow your heads and let us have a moment of silence to remember. Thank you to those who gave their life to serve our country so we can have our freedoms today. And in honor of Memorial Day, we would like you to watch this short video. Thirteen folds. Each fold 
a reminder of a life spent in service. Service to country, service to people, protecting God-given rights, preserving freedoms. Thirteen folds. At each fold, we remember the friends and family left behind, the mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, sons and daughters left to pick up the pieces. Thirteen folds. And we remember the scriptures. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Each one loved greatly. We also remember that blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And today we pray, God be near those who need comfort. So, draw close to those who mourn. Make your presence and appreciation known. Let this church be a safe place, a comforting place. And let us honor those who have given their lives in service to this country. Thirteen folds to signify a life given to service. Amen. Roaring with power, fighting a battle. 
You ever tried to hide something from someone? Uh, my boys have tried that very same thing, specifically when it comes to cookies at times. And Moses pins a very unique phrase in Psalm chapter 90 when he says, you God have set our iniquity and sin within your presence. What Moses is trying to get us to understand is that when it comes to our relationship with God, there's no hiding, there's no fooling, there's no tricking, because our God sees and knows absolutely everything when it comes to his children. But the great thing that we have to remember is that this morning as we are taking these elements, it reminds us each and every day that even though our Heavenly Father knows everything that goes on in our life, He is a God of grace, He is a God of love, and He is a God that wants desperately to have a relationship with you and I, despite the times that we hide or we fail. These elements that we take this morning remind us of the goodness of our God and the forgiveness that He extends and that we simply get to receive. Will you pray with me this morning? Jesus, you are good and you are faithful. And we thank you that even though uh, we in our uh, humanity try to, try to hide things from you, God, you know. You know everything about us. You know the hairs on our head. You know the breaths that we breathe. You know every single thing that happens in our life. And despite, despite us trying to trick or hide from you, God, you love us. And so in these moments, as we commune with you through these elements, God, we ask for forgiveness in front of you. And God, we trust in you knowing that you will extend that to us. May we walk away from this moment with a clear conscience and a heart that is steadfast towards your love and your cross. May we go throughout this week as people who are grace-filled and may we give and extend that grace to the people we come in contact this week. And it is in the power of Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. There is one who brings
Welcome, New Hope. Thank you so much for joining us online. I want to give you just a quick update about reopening New Hope. And to be honest, I really don't love that phrase because we have never been closed. Uh, you and I, we are the church, and we have been online and we have continued each and every Sunday and each and every day following the call and the cause of Jesus. Uh, but we understand what we mean when we say reopening. We're talking about the physical gathering here at the Welcome Valley campus. And beginning next Sunday, May the 31st, uh, we are going to make that opportunity available again. We're taking every precaution necessary, cleaning and social distancing. And we are also asking our people to pre-register. That way we don't have one service that's too crowded and unsafe. Uh, there are a lot more details that we want to share about all of this, but what you need to know is that we are doing three different times of services, 9 a.m., 10.15 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., and we need you to register, pre-register if you would. Uh, we'll give you more information on that at the end of the service. It'll be on the website and in some emails this week, uh, but that will help us make sure that we can maintain social distance and do all of the correct uh, protocol to keep everyone safe. Now, if you're unable to join us here physically uh, or you don't feel comfortable yet, we encourage you to continue watching online. This online experience, it's going to be an ongoing opportunity for us. Uh, we actually have now established our online campus and we have a physical campus here at Welcome Valley. We are now a two-campus church. And so we invite you to worship at, at one place or the other. And we're so glad that you're joining us for this journey. Now it's Memorial Day weekend. And we want to recognize this is one like no other. The, the Indianapolis 500 is not happening. Uh, school has already been out for a couple of months uh, for, for many, many students. And some of us, we aren't going to be doing the typical camping or cookouts uh, because of the pandemic that we're in. But it's still Memorial Day weekend, and we want to say thank you to the men and women who have given their lives in sacrifice to us, to this country, and to our freedom. We thank you for your service. We remember those who gave their lives for us. And all week long as I've been reflecting on this, there are kind of two questions that have emerged for me. The two questions are this, what is worth living for and what is worth dying for? And I've been reading stories about this. I caught one story that was pretty intriguing. Uh, the guy's name is Easy Eddie. Easy Eddie was Al Capone's lawyer, and he was pretty good at what he did. Of course, Al Capone was this criminal figure that wreaked havoc on the city of Chicago. Uh, he was bootlegging and into all sorts of other things, and Easy Eddie kept him out of prison, and Al Capone rewarded his lawyer with money, with a mansion in Chicago, and anything that his family needed. But Easy Eddie came to this dilemma. As he was raising his son, he realized that it was difficult to teach his son right from wrong because he himself was into all this criminal activity. And eventually, he made the decision that he needed to leave an example of integrity for his son. So he left his work, he testified against Al Capone, and he knew very well the consequences of double-crossing this mob boss. 
So unfortunately, years later, his life came to a tragic end. But he had left a legacy, an example for his son that he was actually now proud of. It was something worth living for. It was something worth dying for. And as we think about today, and what what I want to study with us in Psalm chapter 90, Moses has left us an example, a legacy that's worth living for, that's worth dying for. Many people don't know this, but Moses actually wrote one of the Psalms. It's Psalm chapter 90. And we are coming now as a church out of this series on the wilderness. And I want to look at this wilderness psalm with you this Memorial Day weekend. What we see here is pretty incredible. People say that this psalm, it only is able to be compared to Isaiah chapter 40. In fact, someone said this of the psalm. They said, This is the most sublime of human compositions, the deepest in feeling, the loftiest in theological conception, and the most magnificent in its imagery. I mean, this psalm is just lifted up there pretty high with some of the other great psalms. And it, it answers in part this question. How do we respond in loss? What is it that we're supposed to do when we face a difficult Moment And Moses, he goes to his journal and he writes this song, this lament for us. And he teaches us how we too can experience and move through our own losses. Here's where we begin. Psalm chapter 90, verse 1. And here's what we read. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth For the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. Moses begins by remembering God. He goes back to the very beginning. God was there when the mountains were created. And he says, in God, I find my home. This is incredibly important because of when Moses penned this psalm. Most people believe that it happened while they were wandering in the wilderness. Some people even identify it as Numbers chapter 13 and 14, where the spies are sent into the land, they are fearful, and God judges the people and says, all of you 20 and up, including Moses and Aaron, you all are going to wander for 40 years and then die in the wilderness, and your children are the ones who will enter into the promised land. And so Moses, he faces this crisis and he goes to God in prayer. And the first thing that he does, it's informative to us. What should we do in our loss or in our grief or when we face a pivotal moment? Number one, we remember. We remember who God is and what God is doing in history. We remember the larger story. It centers us. You see, the context is what provides clarity. Instead of just focusing on one particular moment and becoming overwhelmed with that moment, we need sometimes to zoom out and to realize that God created us. God sustains us. God is redeeming us. And in the context of that story, there's clarity that, yeah, this is a difficult moment, but we remember God. 
Not only do we remember, but the second thing Moses does is we lament. That's what Moses does beginning in verse 3. Psalm chapter 90 verse 3 says this, You turn people back to dust. Literally, the word here is pulverize. You pulverize us, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. You sweep people away. The imagery here is like a flood. You sweep them away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass in the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All of our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. This is literally a sigh, this exhale of a breath at the end of our lives. Our days, they may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they are quick, they quick, quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Here Moses is lamenting. And what he's doing is he's drawing out these two contrasts that have always existed. The first contrast is this. God is eternal and our lives are temporary. And there's just this tension that always exists between those two things. God is eternal, we are temporary. In fact, some of the, the descriptions of our temporary life here, they're so good. We are dust, we are watch in the night, we're a flood, we are new grass that is withered, we are a short sleep, we are a moan, this final sigh. These are all images of the temporary nature, the finite and limited nature of our existence here in this earth compared to the God who is eternal. That's the first contrast that he's drawing out. The second contrast is that God, he is holy and we were sinful. And so Moses, he's recognizing we have sinned against God and now we need to repent and we lament that we have been judged by God and that we have broken our relationship and our covenant with God and that we, we won't experience all that we had hoped for. God is holy and our lives are sinful. And Moses is wrestling with these two tensions that exist. And fortunately, the rest of the psalm, it bridges the chasm between these two contrasts. God is eternal, we're temporary, God is holy, we're sinful. And what bridges the two is this fact, that there is hope, that there is the gospel that is to come that Moses didn't even yet know about. There was a redeemer to be born, God's son, that Jesus Christ would be the bridge and the chasm that would pull all of this together. Because of God's grace, because of his forgiveness, we can be reunited with him. Because of the work of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection, we are made new. We are made right with God. So Moses teaches us that in our loss, we remember, we lament, but we also hope. We cannot lose hope. And that's what the rest of the psalm says. Look at this. Verse 12, teach us 
to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all of our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to your children. May the favor of the Lord, that that favor, it's literally, may God's grace and kindness rest on us. Establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. The way that this psalm ends in that last section, one of the scholars and commentators said that Moses is begging for a reversal of everything that's gone before. He's crying out to God. He's praying, God, please do these things for us. Moses is holding on to hope. And not only this, part of that hope is what Moses prays for. Here in this, he prays for favor. He prays for joy. He prays for gladness. He prays for God's work to be done, the will of God to be done, and then that God would be with us in our work. All of those things are pointing to the fact that Moses is still holding on to hope in the midst of loss. And then all of this seems to rest on verse 12. This popular passage, teach us to number our days. Really, this whole psalm has these two metaphors that anchor us. Uh, The first metaphor is that God is a home. And the second metaphor is this, that God is our help. I I just want to reiterate these for a moment. God is our home in this temporary existence. So whatever it is that you and I are going through, whatever difficulty we may face, whatever crossroads or we're at or loss that we have, God can be our home in the midst of this temporary and fleeting world. James chapter 4, verse 17 says that we are like a vapor, like a mist. But God is our refuge. He is our dwelling place. And then God is also our help. He's the one that teaches us how to number our days, how to live in this life to make the most of it in preparation for the life that is to come. God is the guide God is the one who gives wisdom and teaches us how to live in this life. I'm really excited about the series that we begin next week. All summer long, we're going to be in the parables of Jesus. And we're going to learn these stories that Jesus tells that teach us how we're supposed to live in the here and now. And we do hope that you'll continue to join us for those weeks ahead. So God is our He's our home. God is our help. And these metaphors anchor us in the midst of our loss. Earlier this week, I was reading a story from World War II about Commander Lieutenant Butch O'Hare. He was a fighter pilot that was stationed on the aircraft carrier Lexington in the South Pacific. He He was quite a pilot. And in one of his missions, his squadron took off But early on into the mission, he realized that someone had forgotten to top off his fuel. So the flight leader told him to go back to the fleet. He fell out of formation, and on his way back, he saw something that made his blood turn 
cold. There was a squadron of Japanese planes that was closing in. And in order to protect his own, he fell into formation with them and began attacking one at a time using all of his ammunition to try to divert this squadron of planes. Once he ran out of ammunition, he began using his wings and doing dive bombs just to try to distract and to throw them off course. Finally, frustrated enough, they did peel off and they were diverted and he saved untold lives. When he got back to the aircraft carrier that day, he was able to tell the story and there was film from his plane that showed how heroic his actions were. In fact, that led to him receiving some pretty prestigious awards. Uh, He was given the first ace of World War II in the Navy. He was also the first naval aviator to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. He had this incredible career, but unfortunately, it was short-lived because a year and a half later in aerial combat, uh, he was killed. But he had given his life to this. It was something worth living for. It was something worth dying for. In fact, his beloved hometown, they loved him so much that they named their airport in his honor. It's the O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. Well, there's one other part of this story that I find so compelling. Butch O'Hare, he happens to be the son of Easy Eddie. You remember Easy Eddie from earlier? You know, what this challenges us with is will we number our days? Will we learn from the wisdom of God what's worth living for? And when we experience some loss or devastation, when there's a crossroads or life isn't what we expected, we can respond as Moses did. We we lament, we we remember, we lament, and we, we hope. We never lose hope. I like how Paul writes about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I love this passage because it shares that we need to fix our eyes on eternity. God is eternal. We are temporary. And so when we fix our eyes on eternity, what what do we do here? We number our days. We make the most of every opportunity here and now. We live for something that's worthy of giving our lives to. And for us, the best thing we could give our life to is to the service of Jesus Christ, to follow our rabbi, our teacher, to follow our savior. If, If you have yet to place your faith in Jesus, we would love to talk to you about that. We're in the chat, our whole pastoral team. We would love to talk to you about following Jesus, putting your faith and trust in him, surrendering to him in baptism and what it means to follow after Jesus all the days of our lives. And that's really the goal for all of us. How do we make the most of the short time that we have here on this earth? Let me close with a word of prayer and then uh, we'll be on with the rest of our Sunday and Memorial Day weekend. God, thank you 
for Moses, his legacy. Thank you that we can learn from those that have gone before. We're so moved by people who, who sacrifice to make a difference for others. And I pray that you would help us to live with that kind of urgency, uh, with that kind of generosity and selflessness. And when we live that way, we'll find ourselves in alignment with Jesus Christ, your son, following after the example that you gave to us. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for the resurrection from the dead. Thank you for your grace and your love that make this possible. I pray that we would live in that love and grace and that we would help others to experience the same. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you for joining us online today. Uh, we look forward to being with you again next week, either online or here in person. And until then, many blessings. Thank you for joining us online today. There will be a link available in the chat to join us for our virtual lobby where we would love to connect with you. Next week, May 31st, we will start our first phase of reopening with in-person services at New Hope. If you plan to attend the in-person service, we strongly encourage you to fill out the pre-registration form available on the church website at newhoperoanoke.com or you can also simply click the link available in the chat. Remember, we will also be continuing our online services. We hope you have a great week.